You're listening to Retrospection Radio Theater with your ever-present host, Noah Martin. Welcome to The Study, a place where I read you the most enlightening tales you've never heard. Please, stay a while. Hello, everyone. If you're hearing this, then that means that something bad has happened. I know it's a cliche, but stick with me. I'm Royal McNeil, an MAD1 radio host turned true crime detective, and I've been hot on the serial killer's trail for months now. His name is the Madison Maimer, and I'm going to figure out who he is and bring him to justice. His first victim was Bella Fields. I checked an old abandoned cabin in the woods and discovered Bella Fields' last hour on this planet. Then, I followed a lead to the Robinson family. The evening directly after my interview, the family was attacked by a monster, and Mr. John Robinson has since disappeared. But, during the interview, Mr. Robinson mentioned Mr. Gray, an elderly man from down the street. He's been in the community for years, giving as much as his fragile heart can give and helping shape children's memories. It appears that he and Bella Fields had a firm bond. It's been about a week since Mr. Robinson's disappearance, and he hasn't returned yet. I'm worried for him, and I promised Carrie Robinson that I'd solve this case. I get the feeling that the monster and the Madison Mamer are somehow connected. I don't know. Here's the interview with Mr. Gray. Mr. Gray? I was glad to hear you wanted to talk with me, Royal. I haven't seen you for years. How's your uh, radio job? I quit. What with the whole world war and all, I couldn't stand being paid to feed propaganda. Now, I search for the truth. Oh, is that so? We had to keep a tight script. We couldn't say how bad the war was actually going for America. And do you think that paid off, lying to the public? Or is it protecting them? It doesn't matter. We lost anyways. And now whole states are owned by the Red Menace. America's split. Crumbled. It doesn't matter if I think what I did was wrong. The only thing I can do is to tell the truth. I've spent too long in lies. It seems as though you solved the problem yourself. You know what you did was wrong, and whatever you're doing now, well, it's just your way to fix it. But do you think it'll work? Mr. Gray, I appreciate your wisdom and insight into my life, But I'm here to talk to you about your relationship with Bella Fields. Oh. My relationship with her? What do you mean? Well, it is no lie that Bella Fields was beaten at home. Despite her coming from a rich family, something about Eric made him hurt his daughter. Yes, it's a shame, isn't it? She just wanted someone to love and care for her. I tried to be there when I could, but I know almost everyone in town. Lots of people come to me with their issues, and I can only fit Bella in every once in a while. Mr. Gray, might I ask how often that was? Perhaps once every week or two. And what exactly is it that you two would do together? Oh, you know, she generally needed comfort. She would come to me after her dad had hit her. So I was there to bandage her up and help her stand on her own two feet. Mr. Gray, I must ask something possibly personal, but I need to know the answer to it. For my sake, and for Bella's. Oh? 
Do you remember Gary Leftfield? He played on our baseball team. Yes. Took his life almost uh, 20 years ago. Poor kid. Nobody ever found a reason. I was close with Gary. I recall. Gary was a great kid. We went to the pool almost every day together, and when we were old enough to join Little League, <laughs> we did. He was a great pitcher, and I could run like him. Royal, I'm failing to see what the connection is between Gary and Bella. After that first season of Little League, Gary was never the same. He was more closed. Off. He normally wasn't that way, but we were starting to hit that age, so my dad said it was a puberty thing. Hormones and all that. But it wasn't, was it? It's taken me years, but now I see it so clear. The amount of children you come into contact with, the amount of people that still see you. Are you insinuating something, Mr. McNeil? Yes. Then I'd prefer for you to come out and say it. My own brain doesn't work as well as it used to. I have trouble connecting all the dots like you journalists can. Mr. Gray, I believe that you have been using children for sexual purposes for years, preying on them to satisfy your own needs. That's quite the accusation, Royal. It's the only thing that makes sense. Bella Fields was connected to you. She was on her way to your house. Then she died. Royal, I must ask. If she was on her way to my house when I didn't know she was, how would I know that she was on her way? I have no evidence that you did not. You have no evidence that I did? Royal, it's a very rude accusation of you to make, and very insincere. The amount of time I've spent in your life and the life of the past three generations, the amount of thought and love I've given them. You were in the Little League team with Gary. I did nothing but encourage you. You're a very convincing man, Mr. Gray, but I would like to reveal that I've spoken to Mrs. Gray and a few of your victims that have preferred to stay, uh, out of the way. You can fight for yourself all you want, but it is very evident from many eyewitness accounts that you are guilty. I would like you to turn off the device now, if you don't mind. Uh, there. It's off. No, it isn't. The red button is lit. Is that so? Oops, I thought I turned it off. If you would be so kind. Of course. My apologies. Oh, I see. The black and white picture on the wall there, what's the significance of it? Well, you see, it's a family picture. Life was so black and white then. It's a picture of me, my sister, my mother, father, Is that the beach off of C Street? It looks so different. Yes, it is. Yeah, you might be surprised to know that things change over time, especially the beach. Erosion affects a lot of nature. It does. But I must ask, Mr. Gray, what is the importance of the photo? This was the day everything stopped being so black and white when color came into my life. Well, Mr. Gray, I must say that is very vague. This was the day I saw my father drunk for the first time. Of course, being as young as I was, I never realized it. We'd all just left the beach around 8 p.m., just after sunset. 
Dad got behind the wheel because he was the least gone of everyone else. Of course, being five at the time, I couldn't drive either. I'm sure you know where this is going. My father drove into a pole at full speed. He was killed instantly. His head went into the dashboard and glass ruptured his skull. Everyone else bled out on throughout the evening. Then it was just me and my sister left. Took them three hours. Three hours for them to arrive and pick us out of the wreck. My sister... Sister died that evening. On her bed. And then it was just me. I grew up throughout the orphanages trying to find my place in life, but never able to overcome the guilt. If I had just known... I'm sorry that happened to you. It must not have been easy. No, it wasn't. My first home was perfect for the first three weeks. And then I started getting more and more chores. I became a glorified slave. So I ran away. They picked me up and tried to send me back. But I clawed out that man's eyes. I wasn't going back. It sounds like you've had a rough life, but I still don't understand why you are the way you are. I'm not sure. I wanted to give the type of fatherly love that I never had as a kid. And it started off great. I started as a teacher and taught for a few years. And that's when I met my ex-wife. We taught together and we became infatuated with each other. But when life was starting to brighten up again, it turned black. We got married and I realized that I had feelings for one of my students. I was about 30 at the time. We never did anything, but I realized that since I missed out on my childhood, I wanted to provide everything I could to these children, especially the ones who were hurt as much as me. You never had those thoughts before your marriage? No, not once. Did you know about Gary Leftfield? Yes, Gary. And you know why he committed suicide? Yes. Then why are you still doing what it is you're doing? Why aren't you better? You killed someone, ruined someone's life. Yes. And you aren't remorseful? No. Why? To affect someone's life is so... good. I have so much sway in someone's life to be able to do that. So, it's a power trip to be able to affect someone's life like that? Without strictness and discipline in someone's life, they'll end up like me. Everything they know will be gone. But I was the one constant in their lives. The one good thing. The one thing they could control. And they were the one thing I could control. Just like I was the only constant in their lives, they were the only constant in mine. So much change happening, so much hatred. I needed love and someone to hold and, and understand me just as much as I could hold and understand them. That's sick. Twist it. Call me whatever you like, Royal, but you're no star yourself. I never claimed to be, but I've also never caused someone to kill themselves or, or ruin the lives of children. You say so, but you did. Oh, did I now? Am I equally as bad as you? Yes, you were a journalist. One who lied to people, told them that they were safe when they weren't 
Do you know how many died in the initial invasions? Or how many people you sent off to war just to die in a bloody massacre? It's why I'm not a journalist anymore. I couldn't take the constant lying. We have a code of ethics we learned about in school, but nobody actually ever used it. Not when there was money involved. You're just as guilty as me. In fact, you've killed more than I ever have. No, no, don't try and turn this around on me. Did you or did you not kill Bella Fields? Wouldn't you like to know? You claim to not be a journalist anymore, but here you are accusing innocent old men of lies. Not this time. You won't gaslight me. I have been recording this whole time, and I'm sure the police would be interested to hear what you've said. Is that so? Just like a journalist. You go back on your words, and after promising not to record, you do so anyway. And here I thought I could trust you, that we could be friends. Mr. Gray, I wish you enjoyed the last few years you have in prison. We'll never be able to fix all those lives you ruined. But at least your victims will sleep easily knowing that you're behind bars. I suppose we shall see what happens next, won't we, Mr. McNeil? There's so much more that you don't know. Your venomous words won't sway me. I don't want to know anything else about you. Farewell, Mr. McNeil. <laughs> Quite the interesting meeting with Mr. Gray. He confessed to the horrible things he's done, but didn't confess to murder. I'll admit he started getting to me a bit. I started to get angry with him. I'm not sure I got as much information out of him as I could have. But he's given me enough to finish him off. I'm driving to the police station now, where I will hand over the audio proof of his confessions. And thus concludes this broadcast of Retrospection Radio Theater. I'm Noah Martin, your ever-present host. Please join us again on the last day of every month for new episodes of our radio theater. Please listen to more episodes or check out our historical talk show at www.retrospectionradio.com. You can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Retrospection Radio. If you enjoyed this episode, please consider rating us on your preferred platform and leaving your comments. Finally, Retrospection lives off of your donations and ad space. If you are interested in helping Retrospection in any way, please consider going to our website and donating at www.retrospectionradio.com. Our next broadcast will be on the last day of the month. Stay tuned.